What's going on, guys? Another episode on the Family Alpha is about to get underway. I am your host, Zachary Small. Before we dive into this discussion on authentic living with Coach EO, a.k.a. Everett Overton, I'd like to bring you today's sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by PeacefulFathers.com, run by the founder, Anthony Migliorino. You can find all of his social media at Peaceful Fathers and both on Instagram, Twitter, as well as his blog, you're going to find a lot of content on how you can better connect with your children. What's important about that and how it relates to this episode is that you can raise children who understand who they are. You can help them not be your clone, but rather foster that sense of independent fire, that revolutionary spirit that runs through children's souls. And when they know who they are, they can live authentically. They're not going to try to be the person other people want them to be because their father was there and showed them to take pride in who they are and to share that with the world, to be an individual, to be as unique as their fingerprint. So let's listen on to how others are living authentic lives and how you can do the same because your children are going to follow your example. So if you're living authentically, the chances are they will too. So let's get into this episode with Coach EO on authenticity. Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast. A place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here's your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome back to the Family Alpha Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zachary Small, and today I'm very pleased to bring a first-time guest, probably a repeat guest in the future because this man is bringing so much down the pipeline. That is Everett Overton, a.k.a. Coach EO. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Zach? Good to see you again, man. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. It's not quite as cool as being live in Vegas, but I figured we could knock this out. You know, well, this is the next best thing. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you do prefer Everett or do you prefer Coach EO? Yeah, either or. Everett's fine. Uh, most people call me EO, believe it or not, like EO, Coach EO. Um, Everett, uh, it's seldom used by by the, by my, my my followers, my clients, but anything you want. EO is fine. Let's go with EO. We'll go with EO. Got it. Yeah. All right. So for those who don't know, EO, we're on that level now. He's the author of Cut the Bullshit, yeah. A Guide to Living Your Life as an Authentic Self, the founder of ChampionGameCoaching.com, and the creator of Coach EO Champion Game YouTube where predominantly I see that that's a majority of your work that's coming out to the masses. Is there anything yes. I missed there on that resume of yours? No, no, it's uh, uh, probably just a uh, public speaker would be the, another thing that I'm doing now. So uh, public speaking worldwide coach, primarily for men, although I do have some women that I uh, am, am, I have coached, uh, not, not currently. They've all moved on to find husbands now because of me, you know, but, um, the, um, <laughs> track record. <laughs> no, I mean it. I mean it. So, uh, so, but no, primarily men, uh, that's my target audience. Um, you know, men need, men need to be better leaders and they got to learn. How do you learn to be a leader? Well, you have to be under some leadership at some point. So that's what it is. Uh, author, a coach and speaker. So something I've been banging, the drum I've been banging since 2015 is authentic living. And I, I was sort of, I thought on like an island of one there of like, do it your way. Like stop following the channels, stop following, you know, maybe your parents and what they thought was best for you. Find out who you are, build that up and go in your direction. And I didn't, I didn't even know that you had this as a part of what it is you were doing and sending to the masses until I really dove into your work. And like I said, once we met in Vegas, I heard your speech there that really hit home. So like I said, I've been swimming through your channel, checking it out. And I was like, man, like this is a message 
Like, I, I think a lot of other people have a preconceived notion as to who you are, what you stand for, and they're completely off the mark. I was completely off the mark. So I wanted you to know, dive into that. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah, man. yeah. Yeah. That's partly I'm to blame for that. Um, you know, clearly how you present yourself, you know, people, what they see is what they think they're going to get. So, so people have a memory. So if they see you, they're like, okay, this guy clearly cares about his appearance. You know, he seems to be a little full of himself at times. Um, he, there's a lot more maintenance going on with that presentation than the normal man. So, so they, they're, they're not thinking, oh, this guy talks about spirituality. This guy helps men go into the mirror and marry that guy before he marries a woman. You know, like, like, so, so, and that's what I do. Um, so, but at the same time, why not look good while you're doing it? Uh, why not enjoy life to the fullest? And part of that is, you know, presenting yourself like a champion, like a man. And then sometimes that's in sports apparel. Sometimes that's in a nice suit or sometimes that's just in a, a white t-shirt and jeans. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, I said something there that I wanted to pound home, um, this is advice that I generally give men. Now, I, I am not I am not against marriage. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm in favor of marriage as long as you know how to select a woman. How, if you're guiding the process as a man, I'm in favor of marriage. If you are oblivious to who you are, you're living in your emotions pretty much all day, every day. Um, you're not really making selections. Uh, it's like selections are making you, if that makes sense. It's like you're not making the selection. The outside is making you. And so you're bound to lose and have a lot of heartache in your life. So I, I teach men to marry yourself first. Okay. It's hard because as you as you are groomed by parents and you watch society, you start to think, oh, okay, well, it's time for me to get married. But that's before you even kind of like began to love the man in the mirror. And so you have to know him, grow him, build a solid foundation. And then start to add little pieces to him so he has like more tools in his arsenal. And then after you've learned to live alone, you have a career, you're making money, you, you're starting to invest in other things, maybe some properties, things like that. Um, you have that I call a dope life. In your view, it's dope. It's not You're not comparing to anybody else. It's dope for you. And you're having that life where you can lay your head on the pillow and not need a woman next to you. You don't need it. Okay, you can wake up in the morning. You're like, "Whoo, that was a good night's sleep. I'm ready for the day. See, needing that woman on the pillow is a problem. Wanting a woman on that pillow under the right circumstances is a beautiful thing. You know, so obviously you've done your research and understand the market you're speaking to here. So it's the family alpha. So the demographic, a lot of the men here, they're either family men, they're okay. divorced, but they're, they're parenting their kids or they're men that are saying, you know, Zach, you've been in this long-term relationship, yet you you don't have the appearance, the, the aesthetic, or the mindset of a majority of men who've been married for a long period of time. You know, that fire is still there. And I think that's why a lot of men resonate with that, is they want that to come back. And constantly, I'm saying differently, but exactly what you just said there. And that's, I can look in the mirror, and, and I see a man I respect. I see a man that's on a mission and somebody going forward. Yes. Now I can tell you very, you, you get, you sent a message recently where you're talking about the, the quality of sleep being better than the quantity, you know? Yes. And I was like, I dig it, man. I can tell you right now, having that beautiful, barely clothed woman in your bed makes it very difficult to get out of that bed in the morning to start your grind. You know? So sometimes I'm like, man, if you weren't here lady, <laughs> I'd probably be up right. even earlier and getting after it. So th yeah. there is something, you to know be what, said about that. you know what? Um, I was married before and you know, I have a lady now. And there's times where I 
remove myself from the bed. I'm like, hey, I'm sleeping in the other room tonight. I really need to pound out this rust because, look, everybody has their sleeping patterns and habits, you know, um, and I and I like to be alone personally. Like this is just a personal preference. Some people like don't like to be alone or they like to be next to their wife or, or girlfriend. And me, I personally have lived alone for so long that that I'm so used to that, that if there's a body next to me, it's a little disruptive. Um, so, so I'm still learning again, I was married and I slept with a woman for many years, but, uh, after the divorce, I learned how to be alone again. And so, and so, um, but it's a good thing because at the end of the day, I say this to men that are married and, and, and maybe divorced, you never know if that's going to last. You, you don't know. There could be a death. There could be a sudden people lose their, their spouses every day. Look at the, the condominium that collapsed in Miami. Nobody knew that was going to happen. I mean, like you, you have to know in the back of your mind, even while you're in the most marvelous marriage with the most beautiful children that you absolutely adore, that not that you wish it, but you have to mentally prepare yourself that I, who am I if this goes away? Who, who am I if for some reason she chooses another man? <laughs> I choose another woman. I mean, not that that's your that would be your motivation, but but you have to at least ponder it. Who am I if this, for some reason, is taken away from me? Who am I? And so, and I just want to say that to guys, not to depress you, but you have to think about it because the possibility is always there. You know, in that point, we often hear men talk about, well, what would you do if there was a fire? What would you do if somebody pulled a gun? You're always doing this preparational, situational awareness type thing. Yes. I view this relationship mindset that you're talking here to fall into that same category. What do you do if, if you've got to split your kids? If the divorce, you know, or, or if somebody passes, as you said, you're, you're a widower, whatever the situation is, what do you do then? You can't say, oh, she was my whole world. I give up. Like you have a life. And for many, you have children that are part of that. You can't just throw in the towel because now your vision as to what you thought your life would be is now different. That, that yes. long-term getting old together, dying together, that's not going to play out. Oh, that might not play out the way you want it to. Yeah. So what do you do then? And if you've already played in your head, you've now developed muscle memory in the sense that you performed the action, but your mindset has already you know, channeled those pathways to you're like, all right, I've thought about this. Here's what I'm going to do. And it, it yes. sort of, it softens the blow because you're yes. like, I kind of mm -hmm. saw this coming. I was kind of ready for this. You know, you're not ready. Nobody's ready for the house to like just catch on fire out of random. Like maybe you have the fire extinguishers, but if shit hits the fan, you get out, you know, and nobody can really prepare for a, a relationship blowing up, especially if you're together for decades and then it implodes. Well, fuck. Yes. I've been a husband for so long. I forgot how to be a man. Well, that doesn't have to be the case. And I see that a lot in your work is yes. especially in the presentation you gave. When you went up there and you're like, look, if you want to date women, go date women, but make yourself a priority and take these same steps. If you want a wife, if you want to get married, the rules don't change. Make yourself as a man a priority and take the steps accordingly to keep attraction in that marriage. It doesn't change. Yes. yes. And and select a woman who who wants to be in that environment. See, it's a lot of guys because of a woman's beauty. Okay, that's their superpower. A lot of the time is a woman's beauty and, and men are gullible. So they see an attractive woman and now they think, okay, I could change her. Like she, she's beautiful. I'm, I'm so in love with her physical appearance. I love the sex. So I can change her. But no, you cannot change her. You can, you can um, propose something. You, you could position her to see the benefit in what you're what you're uh, proposing or inviting her to do with you. 
But if she doesn't want to do that, you can't, you're wasting your time. So you got to find a woman that when you say something to her, look at her, how does she respond to it? Is she like, oh my God, I love that. That's the life I want. <laughs> okay. Now that's a woman that now you can bring in and consider. But if you're, if you see a woman living a completely opposing lifestyle, man, you're not changing her. You know, for anybody that's single out there or divorced, you're not going to change anybody. The only person you can change is you. At best, what you can do is have your foundation be so strong and your standards so firm that when you meet people, you're vocalizing who you are and the lifestyle that you want and that giving them the opportunity to respond to you and, and with freedom too, with, without forcing them to kind of come to you, you kind of give them the opportunity to show their cards. And then they're like, you, you'll see in their reaction or even in their, you know, in their behaviors, if that life is the life they want. And, and most of the time, I'll be honest with you, it's not. It's very, it's very seldom when you meet somebody and, and you guys are like on the same road, going in the same direction. There's subtle differences, but you're going in the same direction. And that's the woman that you want to consider for long-term possibilities. And that's where you're looking at the core foundations. As long yes. as the core foundations align, those little differences, she likes Mexican food, you, you like Chinese food. That, that little <laughs> right. stuff is things you can work with. But yes. she doesn't want yes. children. You do. Well, maybe she'll want children later. No, she, th yeah. this woman is not going to want children. Maybe don't I'll try secretly to her... knock her up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll <laughs> secretly knock her up. You know, like guys do that, too. I mean, we, we always uh, make it sound like women are the monsters out here. But sometimes um, men have uh, deceitful intentions, too, to try to uh, form these attachments with, with with people. So, you know, it's, it's true. You know, like you just got to know. See, that's why I say. Love, marry the guy first. And when you marry him first, you're cool. It really, it's an, it's an invitation to the woman to come in. It's not a need. It's not a, you don't, you don't have to have her there to help you pay bills. I mean, again, if there's, if, if you're a man that says, Hey, look, I'm in the second half, half of my life. Um, I'd like to have a wife and, and have some children and leave a, a wonderful legacy behind. Then now you have to date intentionally, which I stated in my book, which is right behind me. There has to be intentional dating. There is no, we'll just see what happens. We'll just go with the flow. Everything must be said in a productive manner and, you know, to determine if this person is um, um, worthy. I, I, the word worthy can be a little insulting to people, but I really mean it. Like if there's compatibility to make that happen. You know, and I wonder as we're going through this, I read a recent tweet, I, I think it was a thread by Lawrence King, and he was talking about how you're not trying to sell yourself to the client. The client is supposed to bet themselves to be worth your time for coaching. You've got to see that they're wanting, if they come in like, oh, I think your price is too high. You don't come down and say, oh, I'll change my price for you. Well, I don't like your message here. I, I don't want to do this 31 day program. I only want two weeks. Okay, I'll do this for you. When you start compromising on all of these things, that, that bleeds into the relationship that bleeds yes. into your perspective on life. How you do one thing is how you do all things. And so I'm wondering for you, was it overcoming adversity as you were coming up in your life that got you to the point of knowing where you were and where those boundaries existed? Or was it your time where you're doing sales and consultation later on as a job and you really started to hone in your understanding of inter dynamics, you know, social dynamics with other people and hey, here's how I can get what I want from them and stop trying to change me for them. It's really all of that. So so I grew up, we grew up poor, okay? Uh, my mother uh, was a widow. My dad died when I was three. Uh, he left a lot of children behind and he had really bad habits. He was a heavy drinker, a uh, heavy smoker, and he just lived reckless. And if you live reckless long enough, uh, the body's gonna shut down and you're gonna die. 
And so <laughs> that's just the truth. So, you know, I had to, you know, I, I saw it early. I was like, man, if I don't make something of myself here and I don't get smart and wise and, um, you know, active, like consistent with something that I'm not going to make it. There's no one here to save me. I don't have a father. No uncles ever stepped in for me, either on my mother's side or my dad's side. I've never met a single person on my dad's side of the family. Like, so there's no one to rely on. That, that turned out to be a fantastic thing, though. So let me just paint this picture. Um, so that turned out to be great for me, that there was no one. There was no life jacket. No one was there to save me. So I knew if you're going to become a man, a successful man in business and life um, with women, with your with your friends uh, to build a network, you're going to have to learn everything on your own. Like You're just going to have to just throw yourself out into a dark room and just say, hey, fig- you know, you got to figure it out. But that turned out to be a big blessing for me because because, look, if had he been alive, I say this to a lot of people, sometimes be happy your dad wasn't around because what if you have an unproductive dad around? And you're you're absorbing all of that uh, that energy, you know those patterns, those habits. You're watching what he's doing now. Now you could go the opposite route and say, "Oh, I can't be like that guy," <clears throat> or because maybe you you look at him as your father and it's like this unconditional admiration that you have, that now you're like him. And so I will tell you that it's possible. I'm not going to say 100. percent It's possible that him not being in my life was a blessing. And because I became this man single-handedly. And so uh, I, I grew up in an inner city. Uh, you know, it wasn't a suburb. Um, like I said, um, we were, I'm really kind of a survivalist. My mother was a survivalist. We, every day was like a survival. I'm just being honest. That was the vibe. Like every day was kind of like, a, you know, a survival. Even the high school I went to was like, am I going to get in a fight today? I got to look over my shoulder. You know, like everything was like, kind of like, how am I going to get through the day? So that kind of carried into my becoming a man, you know, 18 and, and so on. So when I got into sales, I remember the person who interviewed me, she, it was a woman, believe it or not. She, she hired me and she said, um, I'm going to let you know something right now. Um, you're a diamond. I don't think you know it, but you're a diamond, but we just need to polish you. Okay. But you're a diamond for sure. She's like, I'm just telling you, I've been around. I've seen, you're a diamond. I didn't have a suit. I didn't have a tie. I didn't know how to tie a tie. Now you see, you know, all this fancy stuff now, you know, uh, it's part of the presentation, but at some, at one point I didn't even know how to tie a tie. And I was like a 23 year old man, 22 year old man. I didn't even know how to tie a tie. I had to ask my neighbor, can one, can I borrow a tie? And two, can you show me how to tie it? And he's like, you don't know how to tie a tie. I said, no. And so, and I I said, and plus I, I need a suit. So I ran to the local Marshall fields, which is now closed. And I found a suit on sale, bought that, and I wore the heck out of that suit, Zach. And so, and, and so it just, it came from constant trial and overcoming. Even when I got into sales, I got hired in with three other people. And there was a bet on the sales floor. They said, out of the group that's coming in, who do you think won't make it? And everybody picked me. And after three months, it was only me. And and not and not that I'm happy to report that because somebody lost the job. I'm not like, yeah, it was only me. Screw them. I mean, I just happened to be the only one standing in the end. So I just, I just never give up on myself, man. It 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 really came down to not having a lot of opinions, not not a lot of people guiding me, and because of that lack of guidance, 
it was like I almost relied on myself. <laughs> and, and because I re- relied on myself and there was no one else, honestly, I became a very powerful man mentally. And so that, that's all I can tell you. Like sometimes you could have too many people telling you, well, go to law school. Oh, go into construction. Oh, do this, do that. Oh, what about your father? Your father won't approve of that. What about your mother? Go talk to your mother. There really wasn't anybody to ask. Now, my mother didn't really dabble in the education, the, the area of education. She more so just wanted to make sure I didn't end up in prison or in the ground. That was really my mom's like superpower. Like she did teach me like, the streets, the game, you know, stuff like that. Um, but in term, you know, and which helped me tremendously, <laughs> you know, just having that awareness. Uh, but what I, I'll, I'll tell the audience this, who, who, you know, maybe somebody out there didn't have a father and they, they feel bad about that. I'm not going to tell you not to feel bad about that. However, maybe change your perspective. You know, maybe it, in some ways it was a blessing you didn't, um, maybe. And so I would say that that because I had the time with myself and there was no one coming in to save me, that I had to save myself. No, it's a beautiful answer, you know, and honestly, there's there's probably a lot of layers that might be lost on some who've never had to struggle or never found themselves in those shoes. But I think there's a lot of people listening to this now who are going to hear that and be like, damn, man, like you're speaking to me. Yeah, I hear that story and it was sort of the reverse. So I, I lost my mom when I was six. And I was raised by a single grandmother because my father was in the military. So he was always out and in when he was in, he was a beast. You know, I was, he was that dad, but he was always out. So it was very infrequent, but it was there. So I, I did have that going up. And I will say when I, it was when I joined the military that I sort of screwed my head on straight. I had a lot of issues before then with being a nice guy, you know, not understanding women or my girlfriends because I didn't have a mom. I was sort of projecting I need that mommy love. Like she became that mom in giving me that unconditional love. And I learned real quick. That's not how that works. <laughs> like you get your heart broken. <laughs> right. and you're like, damn, like it's gotta be me. <laughs> you know, like I, I got to start looking in. Yeah. So I wonder for you, as you were going through this, you know, we talk about authenticity and dude, I can't wait to get your book because again, I'm, I'm totally on that line of thought when it comes to that though, in my program on day two, you have to face the thing you're running from. You cannot develop an authentic character. You cannot know who you are until you are very comfortable holding your demons. You, you know, instead of trying to hold them behind a closet and like, all right, I, I got to keep running from that. You open the yeah. fucking door. You let him come in. You're like, all right, this yes. I have to face this. Was there any pivotal moments for you where you're like, man, I've got to face this shit and stop running from it? Maybe it's the chip on the shoulder from where you're coming from, trying to fit in with the other people that are didn't come from that life or just trying to prove something to you, you know, was there ever a moment where you had to really say, fuck, I got to stop running and face this. That's a very good question. Um, yes, I would say there has to be, there's nothing that's jumping out right now, like a pivotal moment. Like when I was 27, I had to do this or something. It, it, it was really just like a knowing, which I believe everybody has like a knowing everyone in my opinion knows what to do. Like they just know, like there's a knowing inside of each each human being. They know what they need to do. It's whether you're going to do it or not. And you're, you're going to be consistent at it. Like, for example, as I when I moved out of the house, I lived with my mother and my sister. My brother left, got married. He married his high school sweetheart and uh, started a family. So so I was in my early 20s. And I remember I didn't have a my mom didn't prioritize having a bedroom for me. She said, OK, your sister needs a bedroom. I need a bedroom. You're just going to sleep on the floor. I didn't even have a bedroom, dude. Like my clothes were like 
like stacked somewhere. <laughs> like, like, like I just never had like great conditions as a man growing up. Like I just never did. Mm. So I think I knew like, if I'm going to have great conditions, I got to create it. Like it, I'm going to have to, no one's giving it to me. Like I just knew it. Like no one is giving me anything in this life. If I'm going to have a life that I, uh, that I love, that I respect, respect the man, you know, conditions in my life set up by me, I'm going to have to do every single thing. <laughs> and so, th- I mean, I, there's, there, there really wasn't enough time to ponder what to do. <laughs> it was more like, you got to do it now. Like, like, so, so I think, I think sometimes guys, you might have a comfortable situation. So you have, so there's like this uh, safety net to ponder and to really plan, you know, and if you plan too much, you're going to be planning for six months, then a year, then two years. Now, now the love for what you planned is gone and, and time has passed. And, and, um, and even like life is changing. Like maybe you needed that, uh, that social media outlet to, to expand your brand, but now that social media outlet is no longer like, like as powerful as it once was. So yes, there might be the new thing, but there is a, such thing as just timing. Like you gotta know when it's time to act. And I think one of my biggest strengths, Zach, Zach is that I never gave myself enough time to think about it. I just acted. I just said, you know what? This is what I got to do. This makes sense right now. I, I pray all the time. You know, I have a great relationship with God. Um, I, I ask him for wisdom every single day, even before this show, every show. Now, you may not always see that wisdom come out. You might see a tremendous amount of ego come out. But um, I always ask God, like, you know, speak through me today. Give me wisdom. Uh, teach me something I didn't know yesterday. Um, help me see something in myself that I that I didn't see yesterday that needs to, I need, that I need to shed. Okay. Because there's things about me. I know that I need to shed. So then something else can come forth. And so, so that's what I'll tell guys is that, or at least to answer your question in such a, uh, in such great length is that there wasn't a lot of time due to my circumstances for me to think and go, Hmm, I wonder if I want to do that. Let me ponder that. Let me ask friends. Let me ask my uncle. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask Zach. There was, there was nobody to ask. It was just, do you want to eat? Yes. Go work. Do you want to get your own place? Yeah. Cause you can't live here. You don't even have a room. So uh, you have to share a bathroom with two women and you guys are like banging on the door. Like, Hey, you almost done in there. Like you can't, you can't live like this as a man. So you gotta go and work, work hard and work smart and network and build that life you want. There just wasn't enough time, Zach. You know, there's a lot of themes going on here. A lot of overlap. Like I said, as soon as I saw your book, heard your story and I'm thinking of myself and obviously in your story now I'm reflecting on, well, what would I do? What am I thinking? You know, where would I be if that were my situation? You know, the one thing that has served me so well, and we were just talking about that inside my group FOE, you know, I don't, I do not suffer from analysis paralysis. If anything, I err almost too much on rapidly, like, this is where I need to go. We're going there. And then I'm like, I'm jumping out of the plane and building the chute and the way down. Like, like yes. we got to get out of this plane though. Like, that's my, that's the main goal. What happens after that? I'll figure it out. You know, I have no idea. And I'm okay with that. And that, that uncertainty definitely breeds a sense of self-reliance. And when you are able to rely and trust yourself, you know, it goes much further into the rest of the things you do in your life. If you can start trusting yourself to make the right actions, if you start trusting yourself to do the right things when nobody's watching, how yes. could you not have confidence? Like I don't, when, <laughs> when we go to Vegas, 
I was out of my element. I'm around all these YouTube creators. You guys have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and I'm sitting there. I think I'm almost at 3000. <laughs> I'm at like two and a half. And I'm like, but I'm, I'm motherfucking Zach. Like I walk in yeah. there. I, I did the right things. My family squared away. My home is in order. My finances are in order. I I'm leading these things. I've got this message. I'm good. And a lot of that, I think just comes from being able to project the presence, knowing of, I know who I am. I'm living authentically. Yes. You do this same. And I'm wondering where did that presence begin to show itself? Was that when you were the last man standing on that consulting team? Because when I met you, dude, the first, you walked right up, shook my hand, looked me in the eye, like, hey, what's going on, Zach? How you doing? I'm like, yo, yo. I'm like, how are you doing? <laughs> it, there was no, I got the same vibe. Hey, from you, what's up? Well. You know, how you doing? It was just yeah. like right into it, like, let's go. And we just started talking about whatever. And in that, I was like, fuck, like, this guy gets it. Like, that, that presence is there. It's a real thing, you know, and it's hard to describe. But when you are fully comfortable with you, you're able to speak from your chest without worrying, am I going to say the wrong thing? Is this guy going to judge me? Is my body language right? Like, they're always critiquing instead yeah. of just living and expressing. Yeah. So I know you went from sales and you're doing consulting and that sort of spun your way to helping either yourself with dating or other men with dating. You know, I don't know if you became the dating coach and were opening up or if that was just what you were doing. But where did that presence of just almost irrational confidence when did that really start to take off? And you're like, fuck it. I'm all in on EO. Okay. Okay. Now something's coming to me. Great question. You're a great interviewer. And if I'm not mistaken, um, didn't you go first at the CME? You were a first yeah. speaker. <laughs> so, I mean, look at that. I mean, you were the first one to go up on stage and to, uh, to, to get things kicked off. So, and when I met you, I, I felt your confidence. I, you know what? I felt like you're a peace. Like I actually felt like a peaceful vibe from you. It wasn't like a synthetic, like, let me, let me puff my chest up. And it, it, I, it was more of like, this dude's got some peace in him. And I like that. Okay. So I just want to ask a compliment to you. Um, you. The second thing is, uh, okay. I faked it early on. Okay. Cause I was a small guy uh, and I, and I'm five, seven, I'm five, seven, but I, when I was young, like in my teens, I was rail thin no shoulders. And again, I lived in the hood. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like blowing that up, but that's where I live. So, I mean, I had to rely, so I couldn't rely on my physical appearance to protect me, but I had to rely on my mouthpiece, like how I talked, how I communicated, um, even how I walked. Like I had to change my walk. I had to create like this walk that somebody might see and just be like, okay, don't mess with him. <laughs> you know, like, like, like I, it was, again, it came back to survival. So I did have to kind of create what I needed to survive in, in any environment. Like I knew even in sales, like I said, okay, create this guy that everyone's going to look up to create this guy, this, even when I stepped into building, when I got into sales, when I started finally making some money, I was able to build a wardrobe because that was a big part of my success too, was my appearance. Um, big part of it but but my, my superpower was always how i made people comfortable so that was that was my biggest superpower but i brought them in with physical appearance but even when i got to the job i was able to show people how to dress without showing them like i would just walk in the building and they would see me with the pocket square the how i tied my tie and everything but it was all to dominate 
I was doing it all to dominate. Okay. Like I knew it. Like I, I studied everyone in the building, their habits. Okay. This guy smokes like every 10 minutes. Uh, he, he deserts his clients. Okay. So I might have an opportunity there. If he's not going to stick with his clients, I'm picking them off and I'm going to sell them. So I was constantly reading everybody all the time. My bosses, my superiors, even the help, like people that would clean like bathrooms. I was always getting to know them not so I can manipulate them so I can gather information. So I, I can't really tell you like that this was something that was – no one taught me this. I never read the 48 Laws of Power. I own the book, but I've never read it. I, I plan on reading it, but I never have. And I just – no one has taught me these things. I think I just <laughs> instinctively knew that if I'm going to like survive and not only survive but thrive in any environment – I'm going to have to study everyone around me, their habits, what they eat, how often do they call off? Why do they call off? I would even ask people like, must have been sick yesterday, huh? And he's like, no, I actually had a death in the family. I was like, oh, okay, so, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, which I generally was. But I'm probing everybody to find out about their life. <laughs> and so, like, it, it, it's not something that I was taught. It's just something that I knew. But being that 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 person – just taught me how to be a better, how to be a coach. This is why I, I should, and I am a coach because I'm able to understand every person I talk to. Like I'm able to, to depart from myself and look and step inside of them and look through their eyes and see everything the way they saw it so I can help them and build a different perspective out of their experience. So I may have taken that somewhere else, but the truth is I, it was always in me. Like I just knew how to take my environment and like own it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Actually, I'm, I have no idea how we got there, but I'm glad we are <laughs> because I've tried explaining this, you know, coming up, it was, it was not the, the most secure cookie cut childhood. So I had to learn to read people really quick. Like, Hey, that person, they're giving signs that they are not in a good mood. Stay away from them. They're yes. giving signs. They're doing all right. Go ahead and talk to them. And that survival instinct turned into a skill set. You know, yes. to where I had a very uh, productive and successful military career in my eight years, not because I was Joe operator, Mr. Stud. I was an engineer, not a Navy SEAL. I was, you know, I I'm I'm 5'8". So we're going there. When you were talking about 5'7", I'm like, dude, I've told people if I was three foot two, people would still look up to me because of the presence I'm bringing. It doesn't like this. This physical stature is not capturing the entirety of what's within my soul. Yes. But in, with that empathy empathetic ability. I'm it's different from you. You know, your your way to go in and probe and see through their eyes. I feel what it is they're saying. So like, oh, I'm going through this. And I'm able to tell you're not telling me the whole story. What you're actually trying to tell me is this, this, and this, but you're not saying yes. but I, I can see it through reading in between the words you're actually giving. And by doing that, I was able to better connect with people. That's how I've gotten, you know, with, with helping men, you know, leading men here. I'm successful at it because I get the people. I understand where they're coming from, what they want. I know the things they don't want me to know, but their body has told me their body language, yes. the tone, their eyes, yes. how to, to the point of those micro movements. I think it's yes. David Nav or Joe Navarro who talks about what everybody is saying. He says, you know, there's micro expressions people give that they don't even know. And it's yes. even easier in this world where everything's electronic. So in person, they have no defense. They don't understand they're being read by people who in the real world do very well, you know, yeah. and in that I found a great amount of success. So I wonder for you, you know, and I've tried to share this with men and everything they do with their family. Uh, if they don't have a family, they're just a single guy with their job, their friends, 
on being intentional with everything. The words you choose, the clothes you choose, the meals you eat, you know, you're the product. What you're seeing right now is the product of 34 years of choices, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Every choice I've ever made said yes, said no, what I've ate, what I drank, what I put on, what I bought. That's what this is right now. You know, and if you want better, make those little micro moments better. Every those those choices you make, the things you buy, whether you're going to the gym or not going to the gym, you know, are, is that the approach you take to your coaching? And if so, how are you helping these men start that process? Like, where does it begin if they're working with Coach EO? Great question. Now, that is how I live. One thing I try not to do is to turn the men that I coach into me. Yes. Because they can't well be me. Yeah, they, I can't. So, so, so I, I even, although I want to share and I do share to some degree my system, they may and most likely are not going to adhere to my system. <laughs> Because they're not me. They didn't have my my nurturing, my my upbringing, my background. They haven't seen what I've seen. I mean, I've seen dead bodies on the grass. You know, like and like like I I mean, I've seen that. Like they some of these guys haven't seen anything. Like like, you know, like so I I can't like share too much. What I teach men is to have a goal in mind for each week. Like to to schedule things. Like 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 it's hard to get things done. If you just say you're going to do it, like, like you actually have to look at a planner, like even I even teach guys, if you're going to have a date with a woman, like, let's say you're having a conversation with the woman that you're meeting, like you should actually pull out your phone and say, let me take a look at my week next week. And you scroll down and you're like, you know, look, I have a little free time Thursday night. What's the, what's Thursday looking like for you around seven 30. I have a little free time then I'd love to give that to us. You available and let her, t- but she's looking at you. Not just like you'll drop everything, like uh, this is the highlight of your week meeting this woman, and now you're gonna spend the rest of 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 the days leading up to the date. This is all you're. This is all you'll be thinking about. So it's like I teach men to just be very systematic about everything they do. That things should be scheduled. Now, of course, there's gonna be some things that don't go according to schedule, but that's the biggest thing that I teach men is try to stick to a schedule and know why you're doing things. And to, and to get away from thinking too big sometimes, like dreamers, a lot, the, 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 a lot of the dreamers that I've met, like that think big about it, everything's a big thought, like super big. They neglect the little things like laundry, like grocery shopping, like proper rest, like meditation, like sitting still for a minute, like just kind of sitting with yourself. Like, like I, as I said in my book, I, I say that we develop these personas over our lives um, to get us from point A to point B. There's like a, there's like Zach, the persona in the military. Then he's the persona at home. Then he's the, the husband persona. Then he's the father persona. Then he's this guy, the, the, the family alpha. That's kind of, they all work together, but they're kind of little different personas. And so, you know, you got to rest from all that. <laughs> like, like if you, if you don't rest from all these personas, you're going to be tired. You're going to be joyless. You could have a bunch of money, but if, but if there's no like time where you just, you're just still, you're just kind of with yourself. You just, you, you, you know, you, you have those peaceful moments. Like you're not going to appreciate any of it, any of it. So I teach men think big, but think realistic, be scheduled. Don't be at the mercy of what is thrown at you be offensive, not defensive. That's a big, big part of my teaching is let's get to offense and let's get away from defense. Is there a time to play defense? Sure. Because outside factors that you can't control, 
there's an element of defense that that goes on with that. But it, again, whatever's thrown at you, it's how you respond to it that that makes all the difference. So it's mainly offense, more offense, less defense. Although you're going to need some defense. Two, remember that a lot of this that the world has conditioned you to be is a persona that it's not the real you. So so but so don't fall in love with that persona. Use that persona to get yourself freedom. Okay, so so use personas to get to have freedom for yourself and your family. So then when you're away from so then you take off the persona, you're like taking off that jacket. And now you're going to go to, you know, maybe like the real you like this is like who I really am. And so then you've hit, you've made you've made enough money. You've made enough connections. You, you, you know, your home's paid off. You got some you got some good investments. So now you can actually go and sit with your family and not have to worry about that stuff. So that's what it mainly is. I'm like, guys. Remember that in every situation, you're going to have to bring value. So sometimes you have to to create a persona that brings value. Okay. But it's not, that's not who you are. Okay. Don't fall in love with that persona because then, then you're asking for, for trouble on the back end, mental pr trouble, emotional anguish, because everyone knows that that's not who they are. They created that persona in order to thrive in the world. But once you leave the world, now it's time to kind of like to thank the persona, like, thank you for getting us through this day. And we, we did some good things today. We added some value, but now it's time to come back to peace. And so I hope that that makes sense. I talk about it extensively in my book, but I teach peace is the most important thing that I teach men to have. Be minimalist. Make sure every action has specific intent. Know why you're doing it. Make sure it benefits you and other people, not just you, not don't suck people dry just so you can get something and you leave everybody high and dry. Champions leave people full. Okay. They leave people full. They leave them with something that they can leverage while simultaneously they get, they get something they can leverage. And so that's what I teach men. You know, and I, I dig the, the branding there because it aligns with that so well. You know, you talk about champion game, you talk about being the champ. Well, there's champion coaches too. You look at Nick Saban, you know, you recently had one of his quotes. Yes. Yeah, I do. I love it. But when he's, he's the coach coaching these champion players. So these players go out and win the game, but they had that coach. And I see a lot of, you know, overlap there with what you just said. And you've got to figure yourself, like, how can you raise champion children? How can you lead a, a champion wife? If you aren't a champion coach yourself, if you're not a leader, who's the champ in what you're yes. doing, but yes. you mentioned something there that I wanted to go back to a little bit, you know, when you're talking about um, your presence and there's, there's a lot going on there and there's a lot of personas you can put on, you know, you're, you're the hyper alpha, always focused, aggressive, tough guy because your heart was broken or because you came from a place that you're ashamed of and that's, you're running from it. And going back to what I said earlier yes. about the need to, to really face it, you know, it, you did a Q and a recently where you were talking about original thoughts and how yes. a lot of people are, they're just regurgitating things that were fed to them. And in a world of, I'm going to call it personality manipulation, you've got a lot of channels manipulating these guys. Well, you need to be this. Well, what if that guy doesn't want to be that? What if that guy is the guy who wanted to start you know, the family or that guy didn't want to start a family or go to college? He wanted to travel the world, sleep with beautiful women, then die. You know, These men are going to choose their paths. And I'm telling you, as a, a married man, I've been with my lady since high school. I've got the two kids. I'm living that, that cookie cut lifestyle. You couldn't make it more of a generic stereotypical family. And I love it. That's what I wanted. That's why I built this. 
but I, I support all the dudes doing these other things. So long as it's done authentically, they're not doing it because of a YouTube channel. They're not doing it because of a content creator. They like, so how are you helping these men really lock in as to our, is this your original thought? Is this your genuine desire in life? Or do you feel this is what's expected of you? And you're trying to be the person you think people will like instead of the person that you are. Okay. Another great question. And, and so I ask these questions when I'm coaching and I, and it, like, I'll I'll ask a question and I'll say, okay, now give me the real answer. <laughs> okay. Like, and I always say that and they're like, well, wait, wait, they even laugh because, you know, probably because of my personality, I make people feel very comfortable to like be lighthearted about something that's supposed to be serious. See, that's the, also another, like, uh, 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 like the art of coaching too, is to kind of make people feel so free to, to be vulnerable with you, but they don't really know they're being vulnerable. Like, like they, like, like they've been vulnerable for 20 years, but, but they meet you. And because of how cool and relaxed you are, they feel safe with you. So, so something that they've secluded for 20 years, they give to you freely. And that's something that those are the best coaches. So, so like, so, so I, I, I often tell, you know, my clients like, all right, so you just, you know, you need to cut the bullshit, right? <laughs> like, you know, that's not true. And it's like, it's like, it's like, it, check out the yeah, book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, you know, and I'll say, so why don't you tell me the real reason? And, and look, and I want you to know something too. Like it's, it's okay. You're safe. You're safe here. I'm not going to judge you. And whatever answer you give me, we can sit with that for a while. I'm not going to try to change you. I'm not going to even give you a solution. I just want you to basically tell me, just tell me what it is. The real reason get it off your chest, free yourself. And like, I talk to my clients like that and they're just like, whew, I've been, I've been waiting to tell somebody this. And it's like, once you release that, once you give up something, I always talk about it like a football player, a football player can't catch a ball like this, but a football player can catch a ball like this. So if you're holding on to a lot, there's no way you can receive anything new. So it's the release that brings new life. So that's what I, that's the main purpose for me. I'm really not here to give guys answers because I believe they'll, they know what to do. I just make them feel comfortable enough to start talking about things that they're scared to talk about. And then over, over the course of time, the, I, I, I point things out. I'll say, I want you to go, cause I record most of my sessions. So I'll say, I want you to go back at the 44 minute mark. And I want you to look at the look in your eyes when you said that. And that look is far different than the look when we first started coaching. I want you to go back to our first session, look at your body language, look at the look in your eyes. It was almost like there was a soulless man sitting there talking to me. And now I'm talking to a man that has soul, that's full of vigor, and that's optimistic. Did I do that or did you do that? And so these are the questions I asked during coaching. And, they're, and now they're realizing I have power. I have the power to destroy myself, <laughs> okay, or I have the power to create something wonderful. And, I, and so what I do is I introduce both of those things to my clients. I think that approach, I mean, just people hearing this are going to be like, oh, what the hell is this dude talking about? Nobody's doing it that way. But that's why it's working. That's the right way. And honestly, in my opinion, it's it's a similar approach that I'm taking in that you can't be me. So we're going back to that whole clone thing. Look, you don't have to do it my way. You're going to have to do it your way. Here's the systems that I use to do things my way. You can try them out. You know, my kid, he plays baseball. I throw him a ball. If your kid doesn't play baseball, stop trying to throw him a baseball. 
You're not going to be me. Exactly. Go kick that soccer ball. Go shoot the basketball. Go play with football, whatever. You know, yeah. the things that work on my wife won't work on theirs. But when you see these people talking and, and I, that look, I'm glad you brought that up. That look a man has when he can finally say the thing that he's not said, or he can finally be like, look, this is what I want. And it's not a, maybe it's not a popular choice, but this is what I want. You know, my, my whole family went to college. I don't want to go to college. I want to learn a trade. I want to start a business being a plumber. Holy fuck. Like you can just see him like, that pressure comes off their chest and it's like, all right, yes. brother, now we're walk, now we're working. You know, now we're doing the things that you weren't going to do because a lot of people are saying, well, that's not the right choice. When somebody comes in and says, no, your choice is the right choice because it's yours to own. You decide what right looks like in your terms. You know, there's, there's beauty in that, you know, and I think that's yes. the need for content like yours. And again, that's why I really wanted you on this podcast is because I think people need to hear that. They need to hear it more. And it's interesting. Zach, I've had grown men cry grown men like like i actually coach a father and his son that lives in chile and i he the father cried on the phone with me i i like i got him to reveal so much that he was crying and you know i'm not going to give any names because he could be watching this one day but and and it's you know it's 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 between us but i've had grown men cry on the phone with me and just like, thank you, coach. Thank I needed to say that. I know, you know, I needed to say that. I'm like, yeah, you did, man. And that's what I'm here for. Sometimes people just need to be heard. You don't have to give them a solution. You don't have to tell them what to do. The first step really in transformation is, is being understood. That's what I found is understanding, not giving them a fix. And, you know, and many of you guys may come to my channel and say, well, he always a little different when he goes live with Steve Dean Williams. He's he's a little he's a little different when he's on a panel. And I am a little different. There's a time for that. But then when I'm one on one in an intimate session, it's personalized. It's a whole different environment, whole different objective. And so so I, that's why I always say that's where the magic happens, because truthfully, that is where the magic happens with my clients. You know, and think about that, man, being able to say that. How long has he been carrying that weight? Like how, how much destruction has that done to his psyche just day after day after day to have that boulder on his back or that weight on his chest. And finally, someone said the right thing to allow him to take it off. Dude, it's like you're, you're, you're on a ship and you're, you're the captain of the ship, but you're, both anchors are dropped. You're just dragging them. And all of a sudden, somebody's like, hey, man, cut the anchors. Let it go. And all of a sudden, that ship is like, boom, going yeah. to all these brand new heights that they never thought was possible. Yeah. It's incredible. So when I look at, you know, that, that sense of, all right, let's develop your authentic self. Let's go, let's read the book, cut the bullshit. You know, I want to start living an authentic life. You mentioned having to lock yourself down. You know, you mentioned having to, to get that clean slate. Could you explain that concept? Because I think that's a beautiful way to, to really hear that inner voice inside your head and get through all the static and find the signal of who the fuck am I? And finally hear that little, that man inside your head who's been with you since you were born. Okay, <clears throat> I used to be a binge drinker, and I know that you're also uh, – congratulations on, I think, uh, sobriety for one year. I saw your post. Uh, 353 awesome. days, baby. Yeah, Almost. yeah, congratulations. Um, I used to be a binge drinker. I had a lot of distractions. You know, um, I had to remove the distractions. This is how I got there. Um, see, when I, while building the personas to help me build a life – I also lost myself in the process. So there has to be like this. And I think when I built, built the personas that helped me thrive in business, helped me thrive with women, I, I, I guess I wasn't consciously building the persona with an intention to let it go at some point. And this is now what I teach. It's like, okay, you can 
build a persona to help you get through a certain section of your life that's necessary for like freedom on the back end. Like you, 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 you don't want to work for anybody else. So you have to work for somebody else and build this persona that they're going to, uh, they're going to enjoy you being around. Okay. You have to like build. If you're going to go through a situation with other people, you now have to be mindful of what they see as valuable. You can't just go in and say, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. And if you don't like it, kick rocks. Uh, you're going to get fired. You're going to make no money and you're going to be miserable. So there is an aspect of you having to become what is necessary in every moment, but but all the while be thinking of where you're going to be in 10 years. <laughs> See, this is how you get through the struggle, the struggles of life is that you, you keep your eyes set on where you're going to be at the end. And so, it, but if there is never an end to your story or to what you're doing, you'll always be at the mercy of what's happening to you. You're not really in control of anything. So to get to your question, but there's so many layers to how I became this. So while I built personas and had become that biz, that hotshot salesman, well, you meet people. They're like, hey, EO, let's go have drinks after work. You know, let's go have drinks. You know, I want you around. You're good with the ladies. You know, like, like bring EO. Like, let, So I, now I'm like, all right, so I want to, I want to fit into some degree. I don't want to completely fit out because now is not the time to fit out. Like I can fit out in five years, like when I have enough money to fit out, yep. but I don't have enough money yet to fit out. So I have to fit in to some degree. So then I go to the bar and then now here comes the person, the persona still there. So it's like, all right, let's get some drinks, shots, beers, flirting with women in front of their husbands and just like bad moves, man, bad moves. It's because, you know, the booze is, is owning me. The persona is, was owning me and I wasn't owning it. So, so, so what I had to do in order to have that extreme clarity was that I had to recognize like, okay, you got to stop drinking. I, I I'm sitting right now in front of several liquor bottles, champagne, wine bottles, I have no desire to drink them. This is all for uh, presentation and guests. If, if, if I have a guest over, he likes scotch, I got it right there. I'm not drinking it. I have no desire to drink it. I used to smoke heavily. I used to have sex all the time with, with random women. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Like I lived a very reckless life, and it's because I let the persona take over. Okay. And so it was when I finally said, okay, you let your persona, your ego take over, man, and it's going to kill you. So, so I, I finally said, all right, what does the persona like to do? He likes to drink. He likes to smoke. He likes to spend money and, and he's flashy. <laughs> okay. This is, this is what the persona likes. So I identified what the persona likes. Then I had a conversation with the persona and said, all right, I know I've, I've let you have the keys for a long time. You no longer have the keys. <laughs> I have the keys. So although I'm going to utilize you, we still have two years left of this grind. You're used to drinking. You're used to smoking. You're used to going out to bars. You're used to being promiscuous. That's all over now. I'm now controlling. I now put you on assignment. You don't control me. <laughs> and it was like once I like took charge of that persona everything stopped like i stopped drinking i don't have promiscuous sex anymore <laughs> i go to bed early i wake up early i'm very structured uh, i'm a simple man like 
the joys, like I walk through nature now and it's the highlight of my day. This morning I walked with my dog through, through nature and I was sitting there just amazed at the trees and at the sounds of the birds and little rabbits in the background. And that's like the highlight of my day. But if you told me 10 years ago, yo, in 10 years, you're going to like walking and looking at trees and you're not going to drink anymore. You're not going to excuse my language fuck anymore. You're not going to, you're not going to be doing any of that. I would have been like, get the hell out of here. Yes. I, I'm a completely different man. And it happened when I finally recognized that the persona that I created and that we're all creating, every single person watching has a persona or in multiple personas, maybe not as, as many as I did at one time, but you have a persona to some degree. And I want you to maybe take a look at that. Like, is it owning you? Is it ruling you? Or are you putting it on assignment and is it working for you to get to the, you know, to get to your goal. So that was when it, I changed. And, that, and once I like reassigned the persona, Zach, and I'm going to finish this. Once I reassigned the persona, I recognized that there were some urges uh, in the beginning. There were some urges like, Hey, I need a drink. Hey, you know, where's that girl at that I used to smash? You know, th- there was some urges, but, being that I made that final decision that I'm now in control, you're hazardous to my health, you're going to kill us, you are going to kill us <laughs> if I continue to let you rule. And it was once I finally took ownership of that and started putting my personas on assignment, I changed. My whole life changed. It's incredible, dude. You know, being able to go through that because few, few have that ability to objectively assess themselves. Why am I the way I am? Why am I doing what I'm doing? They don't, they don't kind of leave their body and look at their life and sort of break down the whole timeline as well as the snippets of where they're at. You know, and I guess one of the final things I really wanted to pick your brain on and see sort of where you stood or where you're going with this is that, that evolution of self. So you've shared a very long evolution of EO, you know, like you, you broke it out ever very well. <laughs> and I appreciate that because that's it's not easy to open some of those doors, but you did. You I'm a little all over the place. I will admit this. Like uh, I I do derail a lot, but it's just the way my my brain works. It's just the way I am. Um, but you know, for the audience listening, you might be thinking, like, who is this crazy man talking about personas and all this stuff? Um, it took me a long while to understand all this. There were times I would be looking in the mirror at a bar. And you guys have seen the commercial, like that guy in the in the mirror that said, don't drive or don't leave or don't drink again. Like there were times I would be at a urinal, like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, like, 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 I'm tell- like the conversations and the inner dialogue that I've had with myself, the higher me, you know, the the, the real me with the synthetic me's that I needed in this in this material world. See, I needed those guys which I'll never frown upon them. The alcohol, the, the binge drinker, I love him. I love that guy. I don't wish, I, I love him. He helped me be here. He helped me make money. He helped me, you know, learn how to talk to women. Like he, he learned, you know, he taught me how to drive a one eye open. Like, 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 yeah. like, like, you know, like he taught me <laughs> so much. Too close to home. Like, I, yeah, I feel yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, like, you know, hit my, had my head out the window while I'm driving with, with Metallica on real loud, you know, like something to wake me up. So it's like, I needed that guy. And I love that that guy, but he's no longer around. So with you facing that and with you where you are now and looking to go to the next level, one of the hardest things I see men struggle with, especially men who we had a similar you know background, 
different, but very similar in the same way in that we were self-made. Like I had to make me there. Nobody else was there for him. I had to make Zach, you know, and I built Zach to what he was. I, everything you see around here, there, there's no marketing team. Like this YouTube is me, my blog. That was all me. It, like the, yeah. the podcast, hundred percent. There's no team at all. It's a man of one, but I'm now at the point where I'm like, if I really want to execute this to the most professional level and to reach these next goals, I need to start finding mentors and really, you know, reaching out and saying, Hey, I, you're the pro at this. I want to get to your level. I'm not going to go at this alone. I'm going to reach out to you and, and maybe we can work together. Can I pick your brain? Whatever that situation is, maybe I'm going out grabbing a coffee. That has been a harder thing for me to do because I'm so used to looking at the dude in the mirror. Hey, bud, we're going to get this done. And now I'm finally looking back. I'm like, I need to reach out to the guys who are doing it. You know, I had hit up Donovan Sharp. I'm like, dude, you're crushing YouTube, you know, yourself, uh, several of the other guys at CME. I was, I was asking very intentional questions because I'm realizing I need to surround myself with Kings. You know, I need to surround myself with men who are doing things at a level that I want to reach. I, did you ever have any issue with that? Or do you have an issue with connecting with those? Or I guess a, a quick way to put it, going from coach to client or, or mentor to protege to learn from somebody above you? Yes, I have a tremendous problem with that. Okay. But you don't see it. <laughs> like, like, I have a tremendous problem with it, but being having that champion game that I talk about, I don't show it. But it, it's a there's an inner. I'm I'm a little tormented inside because I I've learned how to be so independent as a man. Like even now, I'm on the you know Donovan Sharp invited me to the CME. Um, now I'm on the seven. I did a show with him last night where I was part of his uh, show at five o'clock. Uh, I do a show with the men on Sundays. I don't know if you know that, but I do a show on Sundays with five other men who are content creators and, 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 and great men as well. And then on top of it, so like I'm learning like how to be a team player. Um, I'm very selfish. I've had to be. I've had to be very selfish in my life. So I'm learning how to be still true to myself, but submit to other people, like submit my best self to other people for a much bigger picture. So I talked about that during the broadcast that you may have watched the other day of how if we all just decided to submit to each other, like your wife submits to you, you submit to her. I submit to you leadership, protection, and respect. What, whatever the three things, the big three that you that you submit to your wife and in return, she submits her big three. And like you said, all the little outside factors, you guys can manage that and deal with that. Um, and so if I was going to submit to Zach, Zach Small, I'm going to ask Zach, what's important to you right now? Tell me what's important to you right now in your life, in your business life and anything else you would like to share. And if I could be, <clears throat> excuse me, I said this during my speech, <clears throat> pardon me. If I could become the provisioner of what you need, I've just built a wonderful relationship with you. I've added value to you. So I'm a value driven, I'm very selfish though. I was going to say I'm a very selfish man um, because I've had to be. But I also realize and teach on the importance of bringing value to people and then receiving value in return. So like me and Donovan, Donovan has talking points I don't have. I have talking points he doesn't have, but we're working together. I respect Donovan. Again, there's certain things he said he says, it'll never come out of my mouth. 
There are certain things I say. He's never going to say that. Coach Greg Adams, you know, I didn't have a miserable divorce. I had a pretty clean divorce. According to what he's saying, he didn't. So he's talking about his experience and he's preparing men for the possibility of uh, how to marry, what he learned. I learned something totally different. My ex-wife proposed to me. <laughs> my ex-wife actually bought my ring and proposed to me. So, so how could I be like hateful <laughs> towards marriage? Like she proposed to me. <laughs> so, I didn't know that was so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't ask her or nothing. Like she just went and said, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd love for us to get married. And, and she bought my ring and proposed. I said, yeah, let's roll it. Let's, let's just do it. You know, I was 20, <laughs> 28 when I got married. Um, and there were factors that, that went into why I got married, but that's another time. So yes, I'm very selfish. I like things my way. At times I think I'm the best. That's that persona. That's that guy that had to believe that in order to get the job done. I already know that that's not the real me. That's the persona talking like this Mr. Champion game. Mr. Champion game is a persona. And at some point, Mr. Champion game is going bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> I'm only using him for now. Okay. But at some point, I'll either reassign Mr. Champion game and he'll have a new name and a new mission, or he's just going to go all together and it's done. So, so, you know, that's the battle. The battle is, remember, you did all this shit on your own, EO. You don't need anybody. Uh, remember, you're a self-made man. You know how to do this. Why do you need to collaborate? Why do you need to partner up with these people? Why? And then, but the truth is, why not? Why not? The answer is, the better thing to ask yourself is, why not? These are like-minded men. We don't agree on everything, but we're, on the we're going in the same direction, okay? There's a similar direction we're heading in. Why not collaborate with these people? Why not help them prosper? Thus help yourself prosper. And that's an excellent question. And that's one of the ones I think for people in our situation who've come up like that, like I can do this. I don't need it. I can do this. You know, it's, it's detrimental to the optimal development. You know, you, you might slow yourself down a year for something you could do in a month all because you didn't want to reach out and have that conversation. You know why? Like flying versus driving. You know, it's kind of similar flying versus driving. You know, you could fly there and get there in three hours, four hours, or you can drive. It'll take you 18 to 20 hours. You know, it's like, which one is more optimum? You know, like, so you have to decide, you know, it's, it's similar. It's similar thinking to that. But also when you're collect, like for you, you and I will, are, will establish a, a relationship. You and I, I believe will, will remain in contact. I will check in on you. I'm sure you'll check in on me. Um, you're an authentic. I feel authenticity come from you. So we're going to match very well. There's, so there's certain people that you're going to do business with in life. You don't even have to like each other. Okay. But you should respect each other. I, there's people I've done business with. I couldn't stand them. I was like, I hate this motherfucker. Like, like I, I don't like what he lives for. I don't like his habits. I don't like how he, he does cocaine, you know, like, like, like there was just things that I knew about people, but, but he's good at what he does. So, so like, you know, I'll do business with him for now, but you know, I, but even he knew I didn't like him. I said, look, you know, I don't like your ass, but we, we do well in business. You know, and at some point, once I'm already established enough, I'll make sure he's set and then I move on from him. So it's like you don't have to like people to respect them. You don't have to save people. That's another thing I tell my clients. I'm not here to save you. Only you can save you. What I'm here to do is ask questions, create a safety, an envi a safe environment for you to come forth with your authentic self. And then at that point, answers are going to come to you. The answers are coming. Okay, but you're blocked up. 
Okay, I'm here to help you break down some walls. That and 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 yes, I'll talk to you a little bit about the economy. What might be a good place to invest your money? Sure, how to talk to women here and there. What women respond to? Sure, but at the who I want you to to um, unite with is yourself. That's my number one priority when I coach. And the same and the same thing in business. You know, I believe a year from now, Zach, your channel is going to be large, very large. Um, continue to find interesting guests, people that may not even resonate with your audience right now, or, you, you know, like, like maybe like this isn't the ideal person to bring on, but he said something at the 22 minute mark that broke people open. And so those are the guests that you should be looking at the very, the, these unique people that, that almost don't, don't live their lives in fear. Like, like it, it may be raw. It, it may be a little insulting at times. It may make people feel uncomfortable, but, it's at least as close to as original as possible and, and authentic. You know, in that there's something I want to highlight, you know, and it's that, and maybe this is a, a creator versus a consumer thing. Maybe it's an abundance versus scarcity thing, but we live in a world of electronics. We live in a world of social media. I mean, right now we are resuming from thousands of miles away, you know, and I think that's starting to breed the zero or one mindset. Like people are thinking like the computers, you know, the, the, the binary nature. So the, they see it as you either like this person or you hate this person. And there's no in between. And they don't allow that that middle ground, that 0.5. It doesn't have to be zero or one. It could be 0.5. I, I don't like this person, but I understand this person. I get where they're coming from, living a life totally different from mine, but I get it. You know, and as consumers, they're like, oh no, we hate that person now. Why? Because the content creator you're following said he doesn't like them. You know, he's still, they can still work together without getting along. And there are a lot of people who have a hard time understanding that you can have a disagreement, or as you said, you can set the guy up you don't like, like, hey, you, you have a great life. I wish you well. I'm not working with you, but you go do your thing, crush it, good luck. And you walk away on peaceful terms. Everybody is so fucking emotional that it's, yes. if you and I have a disagreement, EO, this didn't work out, man. Like, I, I, but I wish you well. I hope you crush it. I wish you record numbers. See you later. You will not see a word on online. You will not see a word, you know, to my audience. I will genuinely mean that. Hey, go do great things. Just not with me for whatever reason you and I aren't jiving or we are whatever it is. So I, I think there's an element there for people to really ask themselves why they associate with people, you know, and if maybe you don't like the person, but you can work well with them, achieve your aim together and then go your separate ways. Not every friend you make is a lifelong friend. Not every business partner is going to be a lifelong business partner. That's okay. That's life. But don't let your emotions control you or don't be the, the blind binary bro who just has to snap because they disagreed about that one thing. Bro, you could have an overlap of 99% where you agree. you know. But for the guys who are like, oh, marriage is the devil, they'll never listen to a word I say. And I'm like, I've got a lot more to offer than just being a married man. But you'll never know that because you allowed yourself to get sucked into that, you know, that vicious cycle of it's almost redundancy without progress. You're just redundantly hating people. You don't even know. And you're not making progress in that process. You know, I've actually met people that if they if you, if they had an iPhone and you had a you have an Android, they don't even like you. They're like, <laughs> oh, you have an Android? Like, I can't talk to you. Like, like I, I mean, like seriously, you're 100 percent right. And I'm gonna tell you something right now. Um, I've learned more from my enemies, quote enemies, than my friends. <laughs> I've learned more about life, business, um, 
there's even been elements of more respect from some of my en enemies than my family and friends. There's been times where my family and friends under the table uh, talked shit about me or, or didn't support me. Meanwhile, there was a guy that probably can't stand me, but he somewhere in there has a tremendous amount of respect for me. <laughs> so, so, so like, you know, Hey, some of your enemies guys, um, secretly, they probably admire you even, you know, I don't know if you want to go this route, but I'm just going to I'm going to mention the guy with the red hat. Do you want to do you mind if I say a few things about the guy with the red hat? You, you can feel free. I'm not going to touch it, but you feel free. All right. OK, I don't know the guy with the red hat, Anthony Johnson, that well. OK, so he invited me to 21 convention. I was very grateful for the opportunity. Um, I know I sold quite a few tickets for that for that event during during a pandemic. OK. And then I, you know, and, and I'm talking about the business side. Forget the emotions. Forget about are you with me or or not? <laughs> no, like forget that. We're we're grown ass men over here. We're businessmen. Like, chill. All right. So so you know, like when I was when I was invited to the CME, I looked at it as a business opportunity. You know, for me to add value to a man's first annual event. Uh, it's in Las Vegas. It's at a nice hotel. He was extremely kind to me. Donovan reached out to me with nothing but respect. And uh, I'd love to have you, you know, be part of this event. And I'd love to have you down. Why wouldn't I want to go to that? Why wouldn't I want to share more awareness to me, myself, my, my services, the Champion Game brand? Uh, my book is going to help. It, 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 the more people that buy that book, the, I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring people to a place that they've never been before. Okay. It's going to challenge them in a way they haven't been challenged before. I want people to read that book, you know, like, like, you know, so I, you know, I, I reached out to him and let him know he, he was not in favor of it because of his reason, personal reasons for that. But I look at it like this. Why couldn't he have said, okay, I don't like that. You're going, I, I, can I be real with you? I don't like that. You're going over there. To, I don't like it. However, you were part of my last uh, convention. You sold a handful of tickets. There wasn't a lot of people there. I'm just being honest. There were, I was sitting in a quite empty uh, room. And, and part of that was just the conditions in the world at that time. Part, a big percentage of that was just the pandemic. People were not willing to go. However, I would have said, look, I'm not happy you're going. However... I know you're a great salesperson. You're great at what you do. You're a dynamic speaker. Your personality captivates people. Go over there, do your thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. But come back and sell this many next time for my show. <laughs> okay. That I would have been like fist bump, boom. I respect that. I get why you don't like why I'm going. I get it. I get why you don't like it. Okay. I understand. But do you have to resort to what you're doing, which I won't share, what you're saying, what you're doing, and severing the tie completely, removing my speech? It's like I didn't even go to the 21 convention. He took my speech down. <laughs> and, and yet yet for those that, 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 that even went to the CME, for example, Coach Ray Adams, he's invited back. You know, he's, he's invited back this time. His speech is still up. Why did mine come down? Maybe he never liked me. Fine. If that's the case, I never really liked you anyway. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But from a business standpoint, this is how I would have thought about it. Yeah, I don't like that you're going over there. I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. Well, I'll have to process this. And, you know, I'll tell you what. If I invite you back and if you're willing to come back, go over there and kick ass. Come back 
and do 10 of these, sell 10 tickets to my show in October. I'd love to see that. So that's a businessman that's taking his emotions out of it. <laughs> that's thinking like that's, you know, you, you did this many. And we didn't, no one even knew you. Let's get to, let's, let's see if you can do this many. And, and that'll be five additional men that can learn something that can go to an event where they can invest themselves and learn something and become better men. So that's why I looked at it, man. This is, it's not a critical assessment, but he went about it completely wrong. And part of that is his age and his, is it his emotional intelligence. So, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've had, I've had, I've, I've watched Anthony Johnson speak. He's a well-read man. He's intelligent. He's very smart. Unfortunately, he made some moves that are going to be very costly to him. It's not over. Maybe I know for Donovan it's over, but maybe for some other people it's not over. But man, humble yourself. Humble yourself. So that's all I'll say about that. It's well said. It's well captured. And it, it highlights the point I was making. You know, let business just be business. Yeah. You know, it, it can be that simple. You know, and it's, I think that's in The Godfather. It's not personal. It's business, <laughs> you know, and that, that yes. it just is what it is. And some people should really take more note and the application of that in their life, you know, but to have your speech go there, you know, and I really wish I saw your content, you know, in Orlando because going there, I got to see it in Vegas. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like where did this dude come from? So it was cool, man. You know, and I'm glad we got to link up. So for Absolutely. those, for those who've been listening they're digging it. I'm going to have links obviously below. I'll have it to the, the book. Um, to your website as well as your YouTube channel. If people are trying to reach out though and they want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, I'm on Instagram, CoachEO underscore champion game. You know, I don't answer all my DMs. Uh, I simply just can't answer all those DMs because I do get quite a bit, believe it or not. But um, I, I do get to s- some. Um, email me either. I, I have CoachEO at championgamecoaching.com. Although Everett Overton at mail, not Gmail, at mail.com. Everett Overton at mail.com is, is a great way to reach me. I get all of those emails. And also, you could check out my website, um, championgamecoaching.com. You, there's a film that you could watch at the beginning that I created. Um, you can learn a little bit more about me, and that's where you can also book a session to experience what I've been talking about during this segment. And so, um, and also come to the channel, Coach EO or Coach EO. Um, that's what it is. You just type that in, you'll see uh, me pop up. And the book behind me, um, Cut the Bullshit, it's available on Amazon. I have book two, the second part to this book. It's a three part trilogy. Yeah. Uh, sec- the book two is coming out in late summer. I'm working on it now. And so, um, but yeah, that's it. You know, Zach, you're one hell of a guy. Um, great demeanor, good energy. Um, family man it's to be respected and i look forward to having uh, more conversations with you in the future absolutely you know for those who are tuning in the instagram game this guy's dropping is on point i'm checking like all the, the quotes you know all the photos that are going you got some great content on there you know that's on top of all the other stuff so yeah. it, it, it's really one of those things where when you want to associate yourself with those who will elevate you i see this as being that that's why i'm really glad you know you took the time to come on and i greatly appreciate it I'm trying to associate myself with doers, with men who are looking to elevate. And, you know, I don't want to be the king of Twitter. I don't want to be just the king of YouTube. Like, there's so much more out there. There, there are whales on the oceans. I'm trying to find the men who are looking to go that far with it. You know, and you're one of those men. So I'm really glad we got to have this talk. Like I said, I resonate a lot with your message, you know, from, from the beginning to where you're at now. 
I'm like, I see a lot of myself in your story and ways I can improve based off of what you're offering. So thank you for your time. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, you know, and and I'll share this with you real quick. I'm 41 years old. I turned 41 this uh, in May. I'm only doing this until I'm 50. Uh, I already told everybody um, I'm doing this coaching business until I'm 50. Uh, I have a goal in mind of how much you know I want to achieve, how many books I want to release, how many people I want to help, how much money I want to make, how much I, how I want to expand this business into other businesses. I like it's not going to just be this business in a few years. It's going to be several outlet businesses that are attached to this business, which is where my vision is. Uh, but when I'm 50, I'm done. I'm going to rescue animals after that, uh, hopefully with a wife, uh, maybe a child, hopefully. Um, but I'd like to be married at 50, before 50. Um, and I and I love animals. Yeah, I absolutely, it brings me joy to be around animals. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to the vet after this to see an animal that I might be adopting. So um, a, um, and when I'm 50, I'm done. I might release a book here and there, but the coaching business will be over. And I'll be, I'll spend the rest of my life uh, saving animals. <laughs> so I so I already it, have it all mapped I, I out. I mean, it's for you. That's out. that's yeah. perfect. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So so I just thought I'd throw that in. You know, have that timeline for yourself, guys. You know, be prepared for the plan to not go as planned. That's one of my quotes. Always be prepared for your plan to not go as planned. But it's not going to go that far off plan. You know, it, it, there's going to be some roadblocks, some things that you might have to eliminate and, and bring something else on. But but always be prepared for, for the plan to not go as planned. But have that timeline in your mind. See it before it happens. I'm never surprised, Zach, when I accomplish something because I accomplished it already. I already celebrated it. I already felt it, saw it. I already received what I, the goal that I already have the goal. Like I already lived it. So people even asked me that, how did it feel uh, to do this? How did it feel to do it? I was like, dude, I already lived it like two years ago. Like I expected it. I was receiving it. And when I got it, it was no surprise. So if you have that mindset, I don't want to assume it's going to be a, a wonderful feeling for you, but it's a wonderful feeling for me. Nothing yeah. is a surprise, Zach. Nothing. Dude, and I'll be cheering as you pass on, dude. It's one of those things. You want friends who clap for you, even when they're doing better than you. You know, so yes. as your subscribers are growing, as your content's growing, as the money's growing, as the, the influence is growing, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm coming for you. Okay, well, <laughs> That's next, kind of how I have that you're hunger. Coming on, and next, you're coming on my show. So this is how it works. So you brought me on. Uh, you know, I'll help bring some some value to 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 your audience and, and, and for us to connect, you know, as men. And then next, you're coming on my show. You know, and I'm going to talk to you and bring, you know, introduce you to my, the people that follow me and the people that support Team Champion Game. And then those people are going to come to you. So this is the way it works. So this is just the beginning. It's a win-win, brother. Again, hey, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks. Right. Thanks so much. For everybody who tuned in, this has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast with Coach EO. You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at thefraternityofexcellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at ZachSmall underscore.